You are listening to the Effective Statistician Podcast, a weekly podcast with Alexander Schacht and Benjamin Pieske designed to help you reach your potential, lead great science and serve patients without becoming overwhelmed by work. Today I'm talking with the organizers of a yearly virtual summer academy for statisticians, Duty and Kiki. Stay tuned for this really, really great interview. How do you feel if you're sitting in a room with lots of other colleagues, but all of these are not statisticians? Maybe it's a big project meeting and there's a lot of more senior people than you. Are you afraid of speaking up? Do you think you can't really convince them of your ideas? Maybe you have a really, really good idea to improve the study, but you think you'll not be listened to? Or maybe you try to convince the others that you completely fail? And then you're pretty demotivated, dissatisfied with yourself. This is really about leadership skills. And if I was in these situations, yeah, I invested in my leadership skills. And I learned it over a long, long period, so to say, the hard way. You can do that, of course, yourself as well. Or you can speed up your understanding of leadership by joining the Effective Statistician Leadership Program. Head over to the homepage, theeffectivestatistician.com, and look for more of the details. Learn about what it will bring to you. A framework for understanding leadership for yourself so that you can continuously learn more about becoming a great leader at work. I'm producing this podcast in association with PSI, a community dedicated to leading and promoting the use of statistics within the healthcare industry for the benefit of patients. Join PSI today to further develop your statistical capabilities with the access to the video on demand content library, free registration to all PSI webinars, and much, much more. Head over to the PSI website at psiweb.org to learn more about PSI activities and become a PSI member today. Welcome to another episode. And today I have two guests here, Kiki and Duty, who are both from Beringer Ingelheim, companies that I have also worked with. And yeah, we are talking about a really great program that they have uh, started together to help statisticians. But before we go into that, maybe you can first introduce yourself and maybe we start with Kiki. Here, uh, my name is Kiki Den. I'm currently working in Boringer Ingerham as a methodologist a methodology statistician. Um, I joined BI long time ago, since 2009. And then I was working on trials and projects as a statistician. And then later on in 2016, we established the new group in BI Global Statistics called Methodology Group. Then I was lucky to be one of the uh, starters there in that group. And now it has grown uh, quite a bit. And Dude is also one of the members in that group right now. 
So very glad to be here and talking to you about this wonderful program we work with UCOM. Yep. Yeah. And Duti, maybe you, you can uh, introduce yourself as well. Yeah, certainly, Alexander. Hi, listeners, audience. My name is Duti. It's uh, really uh, glad to be back here again for another episode. Excited to share with you guys, Kiki, and uh, my journey uh, while we co-founded the Econ Summer Academy. But first, let me introduce myself. So I also work uh, in BI now for five and a half years. I started as a project statistician working in oncology trials, but now my focus has more shifted to central nervous system diseases, so mental health studies. And I'm also part of the, uh, the global methodology team here at BI since 2019. And uh, super excited to be here with Kiki, who is also my mentor. And, and that's it. Yeah, so let's talk about it. Yeah. So let's start about this Statistics Academy that you founded. Yeah. What is this about and, and why did you actually start it? That, that's a great question. Kiki, do you want to go first? Maybe I will start with uh, a little background that we are actually missing a very important person here today, who is Professor Minghui Chen um, uh, from UConn Statistics Department. Actually, the, the, I think the idea uh, started uh, in a conversation we have uh, with Professor Chen, and we were wondering for the education of the students in statistics, a lot of them choose uh, pharmaceutical statistics as their career after they graduate. Um, however, definitely in terms of the coursework they learned at school, Uh, from statistics versus the uh, skills that's required to be working in this industry have some gap there. Um, and uh, also, I think the opportunity for them to close that gap uh, usually is to have a so sort of a summer internship, um, some something like that. But that kind of opportunity is uh, usually limited. Mm -hmm. So this is where we started to have the idea that can we offer some program to the students that, that's, that can cover broader range of the students and also offer them to get a chance to know what we do in the, in the industry. So that, that's basically the idea. Uh, Duty, please um, also add in your thinking about it. Yeah, I was going to basically add my two cents. So remember, this started three years ago. And I have been working for just two years at that point uh, in the industry. And I was uh, really experiencing firsthand, what is this gap? Because you learn about designs, you never really learn about adaptive designs or Bayesian designs. And, and, and then you're thrown headfirst into this pool. You're like, now you design this, but then you know you have to go through this very steep learning curve. And, and, you know, in that conversation with Ming, Ming brought this up that, you know, what could we do for students to make my students better prepared uh, for the world they are going to face as soon as they get into a job. Uh, and, and then we were like, oh, yeah, things that they need to know. And we were like, oh, why don't we put it down? And that became the curriculum, like a very first rough draft of a curriculum. And, and then, you know, we never looked back from that, uh, that stage initially were kind of skeptical thinking that whether this should be valuable or not uh, but based on the feedback uh, we received from students there was really no stopping after that yeah well and just the evidence that you're running it for three years now already uh, speaks to itself in terms of the, the success 
When you were thinking about kind of your ideal participant or student in, in this uh, university academy, what were you, what was in your mind for that? Um, I can go first. So, so basically, this was this is a really interesting question, Alexander, because you know we didn't want to just make it open for everybody. Rather, the idea would be, please come to us if you're interested to learn more. And I think in in the process of learning, that's very important, right? You, you are being asked to do something as opposed to you're interested in doing something is a very different story. Mm-hmm. So, so basically, the first year uh, for for the first two years, this op- program was only open to UConn students uh, in the Department of Statistics. And the way we did it was we send out this invite saying that okay, we are now open. This is tentatively the course offering. Uh, if you're interested, please submit an application. Mm-hmm. And then we left the vetting process after Ming because it was they were Ming students and Ming knew them uh, the best. Okay. And that's how that basically progressed. Kiki, you want to add something? Just uh, also one point from my side that because there are different levels of students as well, even w- within statistics, uh, there are undergraduate, uh, there are um, master students, and there are PhD students. Um, definitely, if we talk about courses, um, it need to be designed in. Uh, corresponding to their own level and experience. So when we design this course, um, I think we have also the master student as our first target. And for the undergraduate uh, students and also the PhD students, I think the coursework is general enough for them to also feel interested because mm-hmm. a lot of them are uh, general thinkings in pharmaceutical statistics. So it doesn't require necessarily require a lot of uh, a technical math materials. So, so I think the course itself is general enough for all level of students, but we do struggle a little bit in terms of giving out the assignment and the projects because that one is uh, uh, need to be a little bit more adaptive. So we also learn our lessons along the way and gradually improving the cor- uh, coursework and the projects that's uh, fit for different levels. And last year, I, I believe we have designed three packages of different projects uh, so that they, I think all the levels will feel right in um, for their own projects. So basically. How is the how is the academy delivered? So is it it's a mix of hands-on work on on projects as well as tutorials? Right. So 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 basically, uh, last year was different. The, the the couple of years before that, it was in person in for the first couple first three days. In fact, so the students would be visit BI campus. Uh, they would get to basically have that also the soft skill component development where they would like network with each other, get to know people or professionals who are working not only in statistics, but also beyond. So we had this really interesting panel designed to get them to speak to regulators, the regulatory um, people, the clinical people, the cleanups people. So basically just overall giving them an idea that, okay, what do your statistician do not just hear it from a statistician, but also hear it from people who work with statisticians and what is the expectation. Um, and they can interact with those people and ask questions. But last year, uh, you know, things dramatically changed because of COVID because we started by saying, okay, this is going to be just like year three of the same thing. 
and then we were like could we even have this and then we were like why not let's try it and and essentially we came virtual and i think that's where our scope really broadened to so now you know we argued that well this is everything is virtual so what is stopping us from opening this up for uh, you know everybody outside yukon mhm okay and, and and that's when we saw this explosive growth of number of people who are applying like we went from 25 students to 37 students to 150 plus students uh, wow and 150. that was a huge jump <laughs> for us okay so wow so how did you manage them to kind of set things up in in a virtual setting uh i think a lot of credit goes to yukon for lending volunteers and all those kids who who basically signed up for it they got to be the part of the academy but in return they also delivered a lot uh there were basically student volunteers in every session trying to make sure the technical uh difficulties are addressed uh not to say that we didn't have that many technical difficulties to be honest uh yukon were responsible primarily for coordinating and setting up the the virtual meetings mm-hmm. simply because we had five other companies with us uh not just bi uh, who were participating in it so so basically we didn't want every company to come with their own systems and confuse the students rather you know you can have this own synchronization uh where everyone else logs in okay okay yeah. awesome and yeah i i also want to add that i think the the program can run also uh thanks to a lot of volunteers from bi statistics as well um i think we generally have about 15 volunteers within uh bi bds actually i should say bds uh the whole bds uh, uh biometrics and data science department um cuz um even if we design the program in the end uh, we also rely on the volunteer instructors to deliver the uh, the program uh, for bi we have a uh, two full day uh, instructions at the start of the academy and it covers from uh, the panel um panel meetings with different function involves um and we also um invite uh, uh people outside statistics to come as Judy mentioned and then after that we have uh, tutorials sort of uh, to give people instructions for example using case studies uh of one compound a real compound uh and how this drug goes through and then uh we design homeworks for them to work on the simulated data set and we also um give them the other side of uh, the story where the data managers and also the programmers come to help uh in the whole process so it's really a comprehensive uh, package in this two days and we rely on those volunteers uh from bi to deliver it um so uh, combined with do, what duty said we do have a lot of volunteers either from ucom and bi to to work on and help us on it that's how it, we can deliver this awesome just to put it into perspective alexander like for 150 students uh, last year we had over 50 volunteers uh, students and professionals combined across six pharmaceutical companies and an university so so without those people we certainly wouldn't reach uh, where we are 
did we mention that besides BI, actually, there are some other companies joining yeah, as well. Yeah, to just, yeah. Uh, and I see, I saw that all these companies are also listed on, on your homepage, which I will put a link to in the show notes. So just head over to the effectivestatistician.com, search for Kiki Deng and Duty Roy, and <laughs> you'll find this, this, this episode. Oh, yeah. If you're listening at the moment, directly after it's released, it's one of the recent ones. So yeah, in terms of the Academy, so now it's, um, will it stay virtual now that you had so much success with, you know, 150 people signing up in this virtual environment? Uh, I think right now we are still debating this. Uh, I definitely uh, am a big fan of virtual meetings, especially because I think it allowed so many students from all over United States to join, uh, even with different time zones. And we even had students from other countries like Israel or India. So I'm from India myself. I feel very happy that, you know, my, my juniors could have an opportunity uh, to also attend programs like this. And, and, and the other fact is um, we also recognize there is a, you know, like meeting people face-to-face has a special, uh, special thing, right? Because the yeah. students don't get an opportunity uh, to meet people like us uh, every day or talk to us. So we are more leaning towards right now and hybrid uh, version. Okay. So there could be some face-to-face component, but I think I was, I am a very strong proponent of keeping most of the learnings uh, and the exercise virtual. Kiki, what do you think? Yeah, for this year, because of the pandemic, as I think it's uh, unclear uh, what's going to be exactly the format. Um, but one thing we are um, more certain is this well run and um, maybe in a, a little bit more formal um, fashion that uh, we got some update from Professor Chen from the department that uh, it may be uh, formally integrated as a one uh, course with potentially credit from mm-hmm. UCAM. So uh, once we got more information, we're going to uh, update on the website uh, just to keep uh, an eye on that if you're interested. Yeah, and uh, we'll, that's, that's a nice thing about links. Uh, they, they always point to the right direction if the source site is updated. And um, I, think the best, I think the best part of this effort is also that there's so many people came together to volunteer their time so that the students can get this for free. Uh, they're not really, uh, we're not charging anyone any money uh, to basically come and attend this. And I was just thinking back, especially after like last year's experience with so many virtual students from other countries. I mean, even if you char- charge like $400, $500 for a course like this for a student here, it might not sound like too too much. However, for a, for a student in India, that's going to be an enormous cost, which probably they will not yeah. be able to afford at that time. So really makes me happy to be a part of an initiative which is uh, you know providing access to education and knowledge without charging people a yep. huge amount of money <laughs> which is which is quite common right so education is not cheap uh, we all know that yeah yeah completely agree and it's it's great that you know lots of the different companies help you with uh, providing time here especially of course Burring up where you both come from that helped to set this up. Um, that's really, really nice side about lots of the different pharma companies that they uh, helped uh, and 
even you know encourage their people to to help in these kind of community projects where uh, there's a lot of benefit for our society. Basically, um, like the students get a free show of what these companies are doing. What are they working on? Uh, you know, what are the interesting statistical topics that they can apply? Um, you know, basically, it's a win-win situation for both the companies in terms of t- talent management, recruitment, and also for the students who just get to meet so many different individuals. Uh, you know, in so many different companies. Mm-hmm. How long does the uh, program run? So, how long is the academy? We started with three weeks, but this uh, we got the feedback from the students <laughs> that it might be a little too long in a summer vacation, you know. So, so and, and in also in terms of the content, we we feel there might be some benefit to um, make it tighter so that the student can concentrate within that uh, shorter period of time. So currently the, the, the program stays as two weeks and that mm. seems to work in pretty well for the past uh, two years. We take feedback super seriously. I mean, we, yeah. if you are a part of the summer academy, we will bug you until we hear from you. Basically, <laughs> basically that, that's, that's sort of like our give and take how it works. And we are doing a lot for you. We are happy you're here, but excuse me, <laughs> what do you think of the program after you're done? Uh, and 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 because of those feedbacks, like Kiki mentioned, I know we basically got told that three weeks is way too much, way too intensive. Our heads are swimming after some time, so we were like, okay, let's calm down and you know bottle it up in a little bit more precise content, and and then we are down to two weeks. Okay, yeah, and I guess it's also quite intense for you to deliver over that period of time and uh, but yeah. I think it's also a great experience to to work together in, in such a you know dedicated time and a focused time um, and then have uh, have a really kind of uh, digital community there I mean Kiki and I both feel like going on a vacation right after the academy so <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot of work <laughs> yep so in terms of what are your personal learnings from, from you know, creating this uh, academy? What have you personally took away from, from doing that and investing time in that? Maybe I can start. <laughs> so from my side, I, I, I feel it's so fulfilling uh, to have this experience. I mean, seeing a need from the student and trying to design something to fit the need and then gradually improve that and hear the feedbacks from the students. This really make a difference in their career. Uh, We do have uh, some students mentioned that they don't know much about it before the, uh, about the pharmaceutical statistics uh, industry uh, before the academy. And after that, this almost becomes what they want to do after they graduate. Um, to just to have that knowledge that some people change their career even uh, because of this is just a, such an amazing experience. So that that's what I was thinking from my side. And Rudy? I, I think my learnings are similar to Kiki. I, I think in the in the survey after the academy is over, we ask people this question. How likely, you know, are you going to join uh, pharma industry? 
and and i and i see there is a large proportion of people who end up getting inspired uh, and basically get their feet you know into this clinical statistics biostatistics world which is super exciting and simultaneously we also see another smaller proportion of people say no this is not what i want to do and i think that is just as equally important because i feel like sure you can figure out what you love that's that's awesome but what you don't like is also a question oftentimes that people get hounded right so yeah. back in my uh, when i was a student i was always thinking oh i never tried that i never tried this uh, and this just gives people an opportunity to basically uh, you know try something and then decide okay informed decision uh that no i don't like doing this so so that was one takeaway and the other one is really operational i guess i never realized how much work it would be cuz 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 i i'm a i'm a person who people who know me they know that i get very excited with this kind of ideas i'm like yeah this is totally cool let's do it and then comes the legal challenges right so for months and months you are pursuing and doing back and forth about legal contracts and sometimes i would just go to kiki and say ah kiki half my hair has turned gray over this <laughs> so so i so i think like it also brings to focus the the work that goes behind you know i i really appreciated uh, kiki's question to you alexander when she was asking how you got started i i think that you made it sound easy but i don't think it's that straightforward Uh, it takes a lot of work uh, and dedication and prioritization to make something like this work at a scale and and i think that was also something i took away yeah yes that refers to the pre-recording discussions why i started the podcast and how i started this podcast yeah it's yeah of course in in hindsight a couple of years ago yeah now it appears doesn't so much of work but of course you know setting up a pro uh, home page and uh, did lots of things myself and uh, yeah spent some time on youtube to figure things out <laughs> <laughs> for sure i feel like uh, it just makes you cognizant that next time someone comes up with a proposal you can make a better commitment and a decision based on okay i know how much time this will take uh it's not as simple as saying oh yeah of course let's just like put it down on a microsoft word what exactly we are going to be talking about it's a, it's a lot of other things too yeah so yeah. so again a special thanks to all the volunteers who who help us and we have got mostly repeat volunteers too so we have these loyal people who always uh would help us and we know we can count on them and that really makes it easier for us especially as years go by you know every every next year becomes slightly easier and it's always because of these people who we can, know we can count on um and i know kiki mentioned ming but this other person who we have to have to mention in this relation is is dr dacheng liu he is the head of statistics in us uh bds and and he's really been an awesome supporter um and and, and an encourager uh, for this like we we just went to him and kiki was like yeah the chain can we do this and he didn't even like take 5 minutes he was like yeah sure let's do it and and that was a lot of commitment basically uh because you know we are essentially asking five other statistician to join us teach a course and they need their preparation time so it's 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 all comes down to resource and and we always got that support from him that is really really good i think this for me also one of the takeaways is if you have this kind of idea and you have a passion for it and you have the stamina to go through all the <laughs> challenges that you haven't foreseen 
uh, then you can create something really, really amazing. And uh, so that you have now in just one year, despite the pandemic, more than 150 students, uh, a couple of different companies and, and you know, lots of well-known companies in there, um, things set you up for success for uh, 2021 and, and the next years. And so I hope, you know, based on this podcast, you get a lot of more students, but also a lot of more volunteers and maybe other companies that want to help you to grow this academy so that um, for this year and for the next year, there's many more students that uh, in North America, but also uh, around the world can benefit from this awesome academy. And yeah, hopefully then find their passion for for. Uh, medical statistics and statistics in the pharmaceutical industry. So thanks so much for that. Any final thought about um, what you want to give the listener as, as a takeaway? Kiki, Kiki what do you go say? first. <laughs> first of all, thank you for listening. I, I, I think um, uh, from my side, I, I, uh, People like Duty and others who know me knows that I have a, a great passion in pharmaceutical statistics or medical statistics. I really find this uh, profession fascinating. I, I know with the current world, it's very difficult for the students, but I think there are many people who are trying very hard to hopefully offer different kind of opportunities for 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 the students so i i really hope this academy will uh, be also part of that to help everybody in this difficult time i think from my side i will say that to all those naysayers who say that you know clinical statistics is routine and boring that's completely <laughs> untrue that is because mo either either most people who say that have not been a part of the industry themselves or have not tried to make it interesting. I, I think I can fully support the idea if you talk to people in this industry, especially not just within statistics, but outside, you will see there are many open problems uh, left for solving and many scope of application of, of very interesting statistical methods and beyond. Uh, we just talked about a machine learning one yesterday. Basically, you can do many fun, interesting things. It is a very exciting career. So if you want to find out more, stay tuned. Our 2021 Academy will happen and hopefully we will continue seeing many of you. So, so that would be uh, my message. Thanks so much for that. And so just head over to the website and learn about this program. And then, yeah, if you're a statistician already in the pharmaceutical industry, reach out, maybe you can help or your, your company can help and be part of that. And if you're a student somewhere at a university that thinks about, hmm, maybe that is something that I should try out then go there as well and uh, register for, for the next ones coming up. Thanks so much, Duty and Kiki. Thank you, Alexander. Thank you, Alexandra, for the opportunity. This show was created in association with PSI. Thanks to Rain, who helps with the show in the background, and thank you for listening. If you want to invest further in yourself, Head over to theeffectivestatistician.com and learn more about all the different things, but especially about the K-12 
currently available leadership program. It's only available for a short period of time, so act now. Reach your potential, lead great science and serve patients. Just be an effective statistician.